coming at you live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios. This is Old School. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task. That's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. Rifles a pass. It was tipped. It's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5. He'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Happy Tuesday morning, everybody. Old school. Uh, Jay Foreman, Rico running the board. Uh, you can text in 402-464-5685. Start him a text line. You can uh, call in the Honda Lincoln hotline. Same number. Follow the, the live video stream. Facebook, YouTube, Twitch. Jay Foreman, uh, great start. Listeners, let me give you a little forewarning. Jay Foreman is on one this morning. It's early, man. Jay gotta, Foreman is on I gotta start getting up morning. earlier. <laughs> well, what time? What time do you normally get up? I be up, but I'm talking about get here situated. Yeah. Well, but you I you have stuff to do before you yeah get here. I gotta I gotta figure out the routine. I'm I'm working on it. This yeah. is getting back you know getting back to to morning early morning hours, where I have to stop. Normally, this is where I'm doing radio back east. <laughs> So or, or sleeping <laughs> right. when I can, and then last night we were here till ten o'clock. I'm um, getting the new shows, some of the new show stuff done. Uh, by the way, if you guys aren't listening tonight, you you need to. Nicole had uh, uh, some quality folks on last night. Um, that was a great. And Jeremiah Searles came on. Uh, he broke it down from from the agent side side of things when when folks are opting out in those conversations. Him as an agent and what he has to deal with. Um, Look, it, it was good stuff, Jay. Like I'm, I, I, it's some of the stuff that you and I talk about off air, right? That we have to be careful about that line. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. You never want to do. I mean, and the thing is with these kids. I mean, it just depends on the agent. You know, here's what people, kids, or like, well, kids or college kids or whatever you want to call them, athletes don't understand about agents in any sport. They don't care about you. They care about, in this case, the three percent. And you have to look at it from that perspective. Now, I'm still somewhat friends or cordial with my agent that I had, but I know he, you know, it's, I know what the deal is, right? And we, you know, I understood he, you know, three, the, the more that I'm bringing him 3%, the more that he's going to pick up the phone on the first call and not the fifth call, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so when they're telling you stuff, they're, they're making the decision because all they're thinking of, the end game, can they get you on a team and get their 3%? That's all they care about. Now, granted, they, they're going to try to give you the best information because they're trying to obviously, you know, not lie to you so much that we're where you talk to another agent and it's totally something different and you're outed as a, as a fraud. Mm-hmm. But, you know, everything for them is a business. And um, sometimes, you know, guys are making wrong decisions. I mean, if you look at – remember the NBA where they'd have, like, so many guys try to leave from high school and then there was nowhere for them to go? Because I remember at one point in time they couldn't go to college. Mm-hmm. And there was guys that would come out early from high – or from college that couldn't go back. The NFL doesn't have that. You know what I'm saying? And uh, there's a lot of guys that opt to try to go to the NFL that don't even have their their full grades back. Nobody does. Nobody at the end of a football season has a grade. Now, if you're a good enough player, you can get 
I mean, those grades on like, say like Kenny Pickett, um, Linderbaum and all these other guys there. I mean, their grades are probably pretty much set before you get, you know, the seat get going or halfway through the season if they have a good season. But these guys that are like bursting on the scene or have a good season, you know, you better, you know, you better pump the brakes a little bit. Um, because one, it, you kind of always want to wait to the, the latest time possible to declare. Cause then you can see who you get a better picture of who your competition is, what team needs are, and who's going to be at your position in the draft and where you fit into the ranking system. Then you can kind of project yourself at worst case scenario. Don't think about the best case scenario because in the draft that never really happens. The best case scenario, the person that gets the best case scenario in the draft is the guy that goes number one. That's it. Everybody else is 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 matter and matter as they get drafted later and later. So, you know, it's a unique perspective. These kids these days, I know there's a lot of money online, and so there's a lot more incentive to try to do it. And plus they can make money outside of football way easier as far as social media and stuff like that. So, you know, as long as an agent is coming to you with a full package, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or – has things in line as full packages, maybe like a marketing company, so forth and so on. You better look at it the right way. You better not be talking to, uh, you know, your, your, you know, your cousin back in, back home. You better make sure you're talking to as many people as you can that don't have any any skin in the game to make sure you're making the right decision. Because if you don't, um, very easily you could be, you know, back where you you could have been playing, watching six seven months later and that happens a all lot. the time that but, happens more like, times it, than not we, like we could go through different husker home games and talk about the different players who left early or or missed an opportunity yeah of coming back and getting work in. we had damian daniels on uh yesterday afternoon right and it turned into a conversation about well why sure. like like it's the simplest thing you can ask somebody why and there really has to be some clear focus on why a player would leave his situation to move to a different situation. Like, and I didn't get a real, I didn't get a real understanding. And, and it's not mine to do. Like, I don't have skin in the game other than caring right. about the young man. But sure. for me, Jay, I, I said it as, as, as plainly as I could say it. Going because somebody told you that you should is in, is 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 is. Weak sauce, but I would ask who told you that though. Well, we we asked that question, and then you get well people. I was told by scouts that I'd be you know sixth round. I'd be, and I'm like, okay, well, did you talk to another scout? And then did you talk to another scout? Did you talk to another agent? I said because if you ask around, I said if you ask the people around your program, they will tell you if they really love you. No, that's not the case. Every business wants to engineer new possibilities, creating revenue, optimizing costs, and scaling technologies like cloud and AI. Start at Deloitte.com slash US slash cloud and find the services you need to get the value you seek. Deloitte. Right, and then being a six-round pick, that's not worth going early, and there's no offense. I mean, getting drafted is is a phenomenal feat. Mm -hmm. But these scouts are scouts. They're not decision makers. Right. So you need to be talking to – The recruiters. Well, they they essentially are. They're essentially, they're like runners. They go around, give their evaluation. But the guy that really get makes it makes it go are the guys that are in the upper level, and they're they're the decision makers. It's the position coaches, it's the GM, it's the head coach, um, it's the owner, 
It's the assistant GM. It's the head of pro player personnel. But how many college players know those people? Like Not I, many. like that's the like that's the bridge. Not many. Is that? Or I mean, look, dude. Like I said, you can ask. I'll tell you. If you don't want to hear it, then don't. If you don't want to ask, that's fine. I, I mean, I, it's. It, it's, well, but you know, like, there's the difference between. I'm not. I'm not calling a scout and asking him a question. I can tell you that right now. Well, you don't have to because the right. scouts are calling you and 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 dancing around the idea. Okay, what kind of kid is this kid? Yeah, they're they're right. right? Yeah, yeah they're, like those do, are the calls we get. Right? Yeah, they'll do that. But I'm not. If I if I if 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 Rico is an outside linebacker from West Virginia, you know, and he says, "Hey, what do you think I should do?" Right somehow that I know him or whatever and and or what do you think we're, we're, we're you know this is what they're telling me what you know what can you do or what can you find out for real I'm not calling a scout I'm calling somebody that I might that I and if I call a scout it's going to be somebody that I have like trust in and he's going to go he's going to give his opinion mm-hmm. but then he's also going to go he's got four people he's across going, the country and he's but he's no but he's going up the chain mm-hmm and he's going to walk into somebody's office or when they're having lunch or and it might take a little while to get back so you're going to have to have some patience because scouts are always on the road but they do go back to their home base or wherever they do and, and send in their reports and then he's going to ask you know one or two people and then come back and tell me well but here's the thing if somebody from the University of Nebraska is in that pool of hey I may want to go early sort of thing the guys around the NFL know who they're going to call to ask about said players. Right. And if you're not hearing that so-and-so is a four-round through – four through six-round guy, if you're not hearing that, it yeah. that's, well, yeah, the, that's yeah, yeah. the statement. Sometimes yeah. what you're not asked is – Well, yeah, because you could say, oh, well, scouts – I mean, somebody could tell you, well, yeah, scouts have told whoever told him you go around the fifth or sixth round, but they probably have also told you you can be a, you're a free agent as well. Well, and most most college players don't understand the financing behind making those decisions. Like that's the yeah. such a big issue is that they don't understand. Okay, what you're costing yourself by pr- presenting a lesser version of yourself. If you're not all s all SEC all Big Ten. Go and do the math of how many non-all Big Ten dudes at your position in your size and with your production. Yeah, it could happen <laughs> just because a lot of times it's media-driven and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, Aiden Hutchinson you know, was runner-up for the Heisman or one of them, and the dude from Alabama is ten times better Hilarious. than him. Hilarious. Right? But Hilarious. he had, But now both of them are going to be first-round picks. Now, Will Anderson has to come back because he's a true sophomore. Um so there, there, it's it, there's only so many all conference, and a lot of it can be predicated on how good your team is, right? The better mm-hmm. your team is, the the more guys that are going to be on said list. So there is still some stuff like that, but ultimately, it comes down to supply and demand. Mm-hmm. The supply, how many players are coming in at that position, mm-hmm. versus the the demand, which is you want to look at the the demand of the teams that want to draft from draft your position first through fourth and round. do you play a draftable position well yeah but just <laughs> in any just in anything you want to look from round one to four you want to make sure the supply and demand match up so at the worst case scenario that say like there's 10 teams right that need say linebacker or running, or running back running back. Run, 10 teams that need a running back and it's all kind of projected the worst that they're going to pick a running back because they really really need one to say is fifth round mm-hmm. 
and there's 12 or 10 or, you know, there's eight of you guys, then that's a, you know, then you know you're, there's a high chance that you're going to get drafted in those first four rounds. If there's 20 guys at your position that, uh, that are all kind of in the same, unless you're, you're, unless you're in that up at the top of the list, you know, it's a crapshoot. And you're, what you're giving up is, one, is the, the incentive to come back to a place like Nebraska is a tremendous amount of money of guaranteed NIL money. That's number one. And all the other things that come with it. It might not just be a check. It could be you could have a car. You could have whatever. That's what you're giving up because that is money. Mm -hmm. That's a tangible asset that you're not financing yourself, right? So those are kind of like, I guess you would call it barter, right? I give you this and you got to do this for me versus I pay you to do this. Um, So you're giving that up. But then also you're giving up the guaranteed ability to improve yourself individually, which will ultimately make your team better, which – then we'll circle around, boost your all conference, all whatever you want to be, and then at the end game, which is in a year, which is a very very short time, then you'll be in a more draftable position. Now, injury concern is always something, but there's that's anywhere you go, and uh, so you got to be willing to risk the known versus the unknown. You know, I'm not a gambler. Um, if if I'm gonna play poker I might play three card poker versus the one where I'm playing against some guys that are really good at playing poker that can kind of read cards and read faces where you play three card poker it's just kind of math and the person dealing tells you I wouldn't hit on that yeah right so it's you know first and fourth for you know when you're a higher rate game guy that's three card poker because you kind of can get your chances right yeah when you're not you're gambling you're playing a little Texas Hold'em against some guys that have, have been in the back of a lot of pool halls and playing some underground uh, poker games well, th- th- this is the problem with a lot of the young folks is that they don't have access and they don't have somebody in their ear telling them, hey, man, you probably want to But they, And if they do, are they really listening, though? These young That's a whole other, that's well, a that's, whole other think, conversation. I, I think that's a bigger problem. Then let's have that conversation. Yeah, let's I have that's that probably com- a bigger problem. All right, so, Rico, let's go to break. It is uh, Beatrice Bakery Day here in this segment. So the next segment coming up, what we will do is we'll ask for nominations. Uh, we'll get that information. In. We'll get to all you guys on the text line. You guys are active. Yeah, we see you. We'll get to you here shortly on the break. You're listening to Old School on 93.7 The Ticket. You're listening to Old School with DP and J. Download the mobile app and listen wherever you are on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.